it back again. And it comes in, it's going to fall perfectly at the feet of Gail Figueroa. Real showpiece occasion. Commentary are looking to add a second goal. A fine pass and a fine goal as well. So yeah, we're just talking about the uh, disappointing defeat uh, in the playoff final against Luton Town by penalties, as we all know. Uh, as you can see, we're joined tonight by Ken, Claudio, and Reese. How are we doing, guys? Uh, how are we feeling, uh, Ken? How are you, how are you feeling after uh, Saturday's debacle? Well, <laughs> well I'm still. Um, it's a tough one to take, wasn't it? You know, it's a throw. Penalties is always throw of the dice, isn't it? Anything can happen. I was hoping it wouldn't get that far, but. Um, Unfortunately, it did, and uh, we came we came worse off. Unfortunately, but so yeah, it's a tough one to take. Um, uh, but you know, we've just got to push on and uh, look forward to next season and not not be too despondent. We've had a great season. Um, you know, nobody expected us to be there. It's a bit of a bonus for us, weren't it? And uh, but when you're that close, it is a bit annoying when you were uh, fair that last time a little. But uh, I'm still, you know, it took a few days to get older. I'm still I ain't quite over it, but uh, I'm sure after a summer break and a, a nice holiday, I'm sure we'll all uh, we come back nice and refreshed in August. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, it's um, disappointing. Uh, I think we all feel a bit deflated, a bit low, but uh, it is what it is. We have to move on. Um, that's before we, I mean, later in the show, we'll talk about, I'll, I'll talk about the game. We'll talk about um, sort of the players released and also... Um, obviously, the sign of Jaden Silver as well that was announced by the club. Um, I think it was yesterday or the day before. I can't remember which one it was now. Um, okay, let's go, just go back to the start of the game. Uh, Claudio, um, Robin's name is unchanged side for this game. Uh, goes with one up front, uh, leaves Godden on the bench. Was she happy with, with, the, with the lineup that was announced? Um, yeah, I think it's pretty much what we expected. But uh, I think we discussed uh, during the week that um, we had to take control of the game. And with the box midfield, we have to be very, uh, wary of uh, Luton basically bypassing it, which is what they were doing, that diagonal ball. Every time they got it wide, it was diagonally. And it, well, the midfield was weren't getting on the ball at all, um, basically non-existent, um, which is why he made the change, didn't he, in the um, second half. Um, but, yeah, the team is what I expected. Uh, the team, that, the way they played, isn't what I expected. <laughs> that was the problem. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I was happy with the lineup. It's just whether or not we could get hold of the ball, and we couldn't. Yeah, I think. I mean, personally speaking, I, I would have gone with the same team, but I think looking back, uh, hindsight being a wonderful thing, I, thought, I wish we'd start with two up front. But uh, yeah, I was a bit. I just. I mean, Reese. I mean, what, would you have gone with that team if you was Mark Robbins, or would you would you have done anything differently if you was in the, if you was manager of the team? No, I think he went with the right team. To be honest, I think. They got us there from the Middlesbrough game, and um, I was quite happy with the team. I thought we had a lot of energy in midfield, but we just first half we didn't seem to get going really. And 
I think it was good that Robbins made a bit of a ballsy decision to change it at half time. So yeah, no, I, I tend to agree with that as well. I think I think um, I've done exactly the same thing as well if I was in Robbins' position. Um, let's go to the first half, uh, Ken, and, and you have to say for the certainly for the first say thirty minutes, it was, it was kind of one way traffic. Um, it was pretty much Luton dominating the game. Why? Why do you think that was? I mean, my my personal opinion was we we seemed to go long a lot, and it and it and we lost possession quite easily. And you know, is it just the fact that they just pressed us well, and we just couldn't get out of um, couldn't get out, you know get, get out of the hole, the, get out of their press, should I say? Or do you think there's a bit more to it than that? I think I think we couldn't get out of the ball, could we? I mean, we we all over the shot in the first half. We hadn't turned up really, and uh, I think that's probably the worst I've seen us play for a while. Um, whether it was um, stage fright for a few of the youngsters or what, I don't know. But we just couldn't seem to get hold of the ball and um, kept giving it away. And you know, they they looked very threatening every time they come forward, didn't they? Um, the, the gap between Vic and and, and obviously. The, the other players, um, the midfield players coming through, uh, just wasn't, it was too big, wasn't it? I mean, uh, and then the midfield players weren't getting forward enough and uh, we were being swamped. So we had to change it, unfortunately, and uh, because first half was just a write-off for me. And Claudia, obviously, Luton get the goal. Um, probably, you know, their, their play probably deserved that goal. Um, what do you put it down to the goal? I mean, do you think McFadden should have done better against Adebayo in that situation? Why the left? He, um, at the time, I said to Luke, I said he's he's been isolated, so he's basically there was no cover. He shouldn't yeah. even been out, out there. And, and then what happened was the ball gets cut inside, and Luke McNally was all over the place. He looked like Bambi, didn't he? Uh, yeah. Couldn't get his feet right. Couldn't couldn't get the block in. Uh, yeah, they just caught us out completely. Um, yeah, I mean, that's very clever by Luton. I mean, they were, they were trying their best to spread the three back defenders at the back, which is what they were doing with that with that ball. Um, I mean, a lot of people don't like it. If you've got players who can utilise it, it's a it's a great tactic. Um, but yeah, I mean, you kind of wish you just put him up in the stand, really. I don't understand why he didn't. Mm. Uh, or just sat on him or do something. It just seemed a bit too easy to get past him. And like I said, so then Luke completely got his feet wrong, didn't he? There was no block. I mean, we were sat just above the Royal Box and I didn't realise how it went in, really, from until I saw the replays of it afterwards, later on at night. And I just thought, oh, what a soft goal, really. I mean, he took it, hit it well, but it was a rubbish goal to give away. Yeah, yeah. It, it, looked a bit too, it looked a bit too easy for me, I just felt. I mean, there's a part of me that felt, why couldn't McFadden just bring Adebayo down? Yeah, exactly. Because he needed to get a yellow card and... Yeah. You know, all right, I know he's on the yellow and, you know, it makes him vulnerable to a second one. But for me, just you, you just got to bring Adebayo down because Jordan Clark was completely unmarked, cut inside, and really Wilson had no chance. And to me, it was just a really, really poor goal to concede. I mean, what was your verdict on the goal, Reese? I mean, to me, it was uh, poor defending, wasn't it? I think so, but you've got to look at our good the play was from um, Adebayo as well. He, he skinned, you know, a nice few bits of skill there and skinned McFadstein a few times. But the thing that I did notice with the goal was as soon as McFadstein was exposed, I think Callum Doyle was the closest player and I think he should have literally busted the gut to get over to to at least give him that little bit of cover or support. But McNally was slow getting back, but I, I just felt that maybe Doyle could have come across and then McNally might have used his brain and then cut in where Doyle would have been. I just felt that 
Doyle didn't really react to the situation. He was he he was expecting McFadden to deal with it, and I think in a big game like that, you need to go over and support him. So I would, I, as much as I thought Doyle had a, had a really good game, that just that little bit of maybe a lack of experience that he didn't go over and, and help help his man there. But yeah, le- leading up, I mean, Adebayo was was brilliant. Harry Harry turned him inside out. I thought Kelly was a little bit slow getting back. I think it was just a counter attack, and we we weren't we didn't react to it quick enough. You can say McNally, Wilson takes a gamble, thinking that he's going to go across goal when he didn't. I mean, yeah, it's all with some parts, but I do think the key bit there is that Doyle didn't come over and, and cover as a second defender with uh, McFadden, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have flattered Luton, to be honest, if they were 3-0 up after 30 minutes. Such was their dominance in play. I think they had a goal disallowed, apparently for offside, which apparently may not have been offside, but I don't know. I was quite happy that the flag was given. Yeah, um, he, said he had his leg. It was offside. It was offside, OK. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was the. I mean, I think last fifteen we did come back into the game. I think Hame had a, sh- a, a, a sort of a shot which went over the bar, was kind of overstretched a bit. But we were a bit better towards the end of the half. Do you think? I mean, what do you put it down to, Claudio? Is the fact that do you think the guy, the players, might have been slightly kind of overawed by the occasion, or is that a bit of a harsh? Yeah, I mean, adrenaline can work weirdly on people, can't it? And I just think it got to some of the lads. It. Callum looked like he could barely run the first 20 minutes. He looked so nervous. The passes were terrible. Um, yeah, Norton Cuffey as well. I just thought, oh. and you could see it. You could see they were just nervous on the ball. They, they weren't coping with Luton charging at them. Um, so, yeah, they weren't coping very well at all under pressure. So it, it probably was down to, to nerves, and they had to get through it, didn't they? And then obviously they conceded. Um, but yeah, it's a big occasion for some of those players. Um, some of them have never been in that kind of environment, yeah. and and on top of that, the expectation was huge, wasn't it? I mean, you know, they must have felt you know, the whole sky blue army behind them, thinking, "Come on, boys, we've got to get over the line." So it's a bit of stage fight. I think it's. I think it kind of adds the pressure when you almost the fact that our record, on our record, our record at Wembley is really, really good before that game. Obviously, we've. Uh, one of the last two games at Wembley and obviously before at 1987 won the Cup, we lost the Charity Shield game. But um, do you think that played a part, Ken? Do you feel the players maybe got a bit overall by the whole occasion, in your view? Uh, possibly, yeah. I mean, you know, you've got to remember that we had a, very, a lot of youngsters in that side and uh, maybe they did, but Saying that, I mean, people like Doyle and Coffee that they're used to playing for England, they're used to playing in front of big crowds, aren't they? So they shouldn't really hope for you know, feel the, that much uh, pressure. I'd have thought, I know they're young, but um, I'd have thought I'd been used to it. But um, I think the team overall just didn't perform in the first half, it was the half time whistle come to be honest. And, and we only went 1-0 down in the first half, though it could easily have been a couple, couldn't it, really? Um, so I was quite relieved that just only one goal at half-time. Yeah. So half-time comes 1-0 down. Second half, as, as we just alluded to earlier, Matthew Godden comes on for Jamie Allen. And Reese, we just looked a, a much better side second half, didn't we? We looked like the team that, that got, you know, we looked more positive. I thought we, 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 we looked 
a totally different side. I thought we were we were the ones putting the pressure back on Luton, which you know was was great to see. Yeah, I think two things really. I think with with Vic playing on top of his own, it works in majority of games. Sometimes some games it doesn't, but I think Godden coming on just took a little bit of pressure off uh, Vic, and he was able to make his make his normal runs out down the side. I think another thing with with Alan coming off, it was it gave us the opportunity to get Hamer further up the pitch and start dictating in them areas. We, I think we've seen Hamer at his best when he's playing further up the pitch. I think we know we can play in that um, holding role and he starts, you know, he gets the ball and he, he gets the um, attacks going. But I just think he's such a better, much better player playing in, you know, in the number eight, number 10 spot, really. And I think he was he was able to get his foot on the ball and start dictating the game a little bit. And that's exactly what we needed. I felt sorry for Alan in a way, but um, we're all saying that I think Alan needs to come off God at half-time. You can just see that we needed to do something different. Like you said, we were lucky to to only be 1-0 down at half-time. And I think we all would have taken that. So for, for us to make that change, or for Robbins to make that change, and second half, yeah, it was just, tactically, it was a lot better. Yeah, I think, I don't know, I just felt like Leeds were backing off a bit, Claudio's second half, and I think we we're, were, were, were playing better football. Um, I mean, well, what, they, what um, well, I think with Luton, the way they played the first half, there was no way they're going to keep that pace up for 90 minutes because they yeah. did come out really quickly, which is what we expected. And it was, it was almost like damage limitation, wasn't it? 1 0, we'll take that. And then once Hamer got on the ball, it was so much that 20 minutes was excellent. It you felt like when, you know, when we equalized, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna carry on and do it, we're gonna do it, you know, we're in the ascendancy. And I'm, I, you know, it's just. Um, well, it's just frustrating what happened to Gus, really, because to me that was the uh, that's where it all changed completely. Because whoever was going to come on wasn't going to do what Gus was doing, um, and yeah, it, that was that was the, the hard bit to take, really, because you think we've done so well to get ourselves back into it, and then it's like the biggest blow we could have really is to lose Gus. I mean, we could we could have managed without Vic because Gotten uh, Gotten can play the role of up front on his own he's done it before but to lose somebody like him was a big big blow um and uh, yeah i think after that it was a case of this is yeah. going to get a penalty yeah absolutely agree with that but uh before we go to that let's go to the goal itself ken um great great play by vic to to to, to put it back to hamer and that for me his finish was a premier league class finish wasn't it ken superb yeah brilliant brilliant finish what you expect from Hamer, weren't it? He's done that so many times this this season. Right place at the right time. Um, absolutely fantastic finish from Hamer. And I thought, you know, when we when we scored that goal, I, I really thought we were going to go on and win it. They were rocking a little bit, I thought. Then, um, if we'd have got that second goal, I think that would have finished them off. But but it didn't happen, you know. And uh, that's football sometimes, isn't it? For whatever reason, it didn't happen. Because Matty had that chance straight after, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's just... They say goals change games. They do exactly. <laughs> and I think yeah. we've all spoke about this. He needed a, previous... need a little bit of luck sometimes, yeah, as well. And... Well, we've spoken about this in previous uh, um, shows, haven't we? We said we're just not clinical enough at times when we've when we've got the uh, when we're on the up. 
and and that was the case on uh, on Saturday. Really, that's that ball comes in. You know, you expect Matty to put it away, don't you? Yeah, you know, it's just, a, just yeah, one of those. Yeah, definitely. I think yeah. it's because on his weaker foot, maybe because he was on his left foot. I know he's he's, he's probably better right foot, but I still think yeah. he should have hit the target from there. It's just frustrating because I, I I keep having flashbacks to that thinking. In fact, Nestle's in the bottom corner. Okay, we would expect a deluge from Luton, but I think we could have had we could have had enough there to help hold on and, and win. Yeah, so it wasn't to be. It's just really frustrating. I mean, obviously after that, yeah, I think goes injured um and yeah you're right Claudia it was just a case of really getting through and we didn't really look we didn't look at we did look the same team after Hayme went off we just didn't look, have any threat and obviously Casey Palmer came on and I don't I think he was substitute as well so really it was just it just shows the how much we rely on Vic and Hamer. I mean you, you look back yeah. on on the season as a whole Without certainly Vic and Hayman, we wouldn't be we'd be talking about this game right now. In all fairness, because they're they've been our, certainly Hayman for me has been my player of the season anyway. But those two in particular, not just the goals, but the assists they provide and the general team team play have been one of the big reasons why we are where we are, where we finished in in, in that position this season or last season. Now, should I say? Um, and then. Extra time, nothing really happened, did it, Reese? It was pretty. Um, I mean, I was sitting there thinking, "Come on, we just want." I don't want blooming penalties, but and I was dreading it. But I think we just ran out of gas a bit, didn't we? Yeah, I, th- I felt a bit more missing than that. I actually thought Luton were the because, like Claudio said, the first half they they literally come come out of the blocks, and I think Luton were the team that was struggling more than us, to be honest. And I thought. You know, yeah, when Hamer went off, it changed the whole game. Um, Palmer coming on for, you know, he gambled in for half an hour and I thought Palmer done quite well. I thought he got on the ball, he, you know, he, he carried the ball well. Uh, we had a little bit of threat, but like you say, not much really did happen, um, apart from Panzo giving us all a bit of a scare, but that's, um, that's, an, that's another thing. I think I was, I think Doyle coming off as well. Panzo didn't quite wake up today. Um, I thought, um, Doyle did grow into the game. I think his pass out to Vic that led to Hayman's goal that he just loomed to, I thought was brilliant. But yeah, I think it got into extra time and we it was inevitable. I just think both teams didn't quite have that extra 10% to, to get that goal. And uh, yeah, it's, like you say, when it gets penalties, it's roll of the dice. And unfortunately, we come off second best this time round. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, my, my feeling was it, when it gets to penalties, I didn't feel massively confident, if I have to be honest. Um, and what, what was your feeling going to penalties, Claudia? Was you feeling that we could still do it? or was you? Um... Um, well, my first thought was, who's going to take them, is what I thought straight away. And I yeah. thought, we've got Vic, we've got Matt, that's great. I thought Ben Sheafwood, and then I was thinking, right, who's taking the others? Um, and I've got to say, our the first five penalties were brilliant, weren't they? They're absolutely brilliant. I mean, even theirs, I mean, in all fairness, they just, the yeah, keeper's yeah. got nowhere near them. Fantastic. But then, obviously, what worried me, knowing that Fancati yeah, was going to yeah. take that one. And and I don't know if you get into the ground early enough, but me and Lucas sit there and watch all the, when they practice shootouts and everything, I don't think Darbo's ever hit one in a, in a when they do that, uh, playing the one-two and having a shot. I don't think he's ever hit the back of the net. So when he stepped up, I said to Luke, I says, this is going over. I said, I just felt straight away. I just knew it wasn't going in. Um, and then I thought, 
surely fads should be stepping up. You know, I just thought Mad Fadson would have stepped up and just smacked it straight down the middle. That's what I was kind of expecting. You know, but yeah, strange decision, I thought, to let uh, mm. Starber go sixth. I think, yeah, I totally agree. I just think it's no. Go on, Kim. I was just about to say, when you think about it, all our penalty takers had gone off the pitch, hadn't they? Jamie Allen had gone off. Yeah. Uh, he would have took one ahead of Dabo. Hamer would have took one with a head of Dabo, without a doubt. Uh, Katie Palmer would have took one ahead of Dabo. And I think Doyle would have took one ahead of Dial, uh, Doyle. Doyle would have, yeah. Uh, Dabo. So that's so there's four. Yeah, there's four players who would have gone ahead of Dabo. I think it was just a matter of fact, it was a toss up then who 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 fancied it after that. And what um and, and fair play to Dabo, he, he had the balls to go up and take it and that's what happens sometimes and you can't no blame on him, you know. We've seen the best players in the world miss penalties, so, so no blame on him whatsoever, you know. Um but that's where we were. That's we were we were down to the bare bones, if you like. Um, I, I, I probably thought did maybe Bidwell would have topped one, maybe I don't know, but certainly would have had four players before Dabo if they were all, obviously all on the pitch, but they for various reasons they weren't. Yeah, great. Um, I actually think when it comes to penalties, it's a bit radical, but I think they all should take a penalty. It shouldn't just be out of it; should be the whole team. Everyone on the left on the pitch should take the penalty, not like the. Yeah, uh, about five. Um, I think once it gets beyond mm. the, the fifth one, I think they should let it go right to the end. Best, you know, the, the ten players, or whatever, left on the pitch. Yeah, That's, I mean, uh, yeah. I think I think it's a, I think it's a fair point. Good evening, Vicky. Right. Um, <laughs> I mean, my I don't understand. I mean, you're right, Ken. I admire Dabo for for taking the penalty in that, but. No way in the world he should have been chosen to take that penalty. You've got McFadden, mm. even Ben Wilson knows how to score yeah. a goal. Yeah. You know, he, he, could have, he could have had Ben Wilson take oh. the penalty. You know, it's, it's oh, I thought maybe even, even Bidwell, yeah. even yeah. Bidwell before before that. I don't know. And why didn't? You know, but, yeah. Why didn't? I, I presume we could have made another substitution, couldn't we? Could we have made another a, a, a fifth I think, one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm surprised you didn't put more. Ed Brand on with two minutes to go because it yeah. looked like it was going to penalties. You know, because he said oh, he yeah. said he didn't have the opportunity to get him on. I thought, well, I think you should have stepped up there, Mark, and just and and just got him on because I think you needed somebody else who could take a penalty. He, he would, he, he would have took one. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, but, well, we did we did use five substitutes in the game. I thought that. Yeah. I was just thinking that. Yeah, Hanzo had to come on, didn't they? Yeah, yeah so Hanzo came off. So, oh, cool, so got yeah. Pan, Hanzo over Doyle, yeah. um, Darbo <laughs> came off Norton Cuffey, uh, oh, Eccles took, yeah. placed Palmer, um, obviously Palmer came for Hamer, yeah. and then Godden for Allen. So there, was, there were five subs. They had done five, yeah. yeah. That's, what he, that's yeah. what he meant then. Yeah. yeah. That's well, what he meant another, then. There's another one. Norton Cuffey would have probably took one, to be fair. As well, if he was still on the pitch, but obviously Dabo came on to replace him. So um, there you go. That was going to be another penalty I mean, taken. This sounds this sounds terrible from me, but when uh, their captain got injured, uh, <laughs> I mean he's took to hospital. I kind of cheered because I thought fantastic. 
is one blow. It's going to cause us problems. That's going to upset Luton. We got. We're going to do this. Yeah, it's terrible, yeah. isn't it? And if anything, he, looked, sort of, yeah. he jowled them yeah. more. Yeah, yeah, they looked strong, didn't they? But I thought um, you look for every sort of weakness, don't you? And what, what can you gain from them losing a the player? I thought he's a massive player to lose, especially the first set piece. He's got his head on it straight away, hasn't he? You know, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. and I thought him going, I thought, oh, that's it. Well, uh, that's done us a favour. But um, yeah, frustrating and di- disappointing and everything else we can think of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the only thing I thought we could have done, to be honest, was as soon as Doyle come off injured. In hindsight, I know, but the, I thought extra time was screaming for Wilson Esbrand to come on, and yeah, I think yeah, we I could agree. have put Bidwell left centre back and then put yeah. um, Wilson Esbrand on the left because that extra pace with a really tired Luton side, I think, would have caused them a lot of problems. Yeah, and obviously, then he could have took a penalty. That's a good shout, Reese. I think. Yeah, definitely. Because yeah. I think I can understand the logic. Tired legs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think we're all, I mean, let's go get some comments out from our audience. Uh, thanks for all the comments and please uh, keep them coming in. Um, Glenn Watkin, evening, Glenn. Gutted. Uh, we'll take a while to go over Saturday. Feels like a massive opportunity miss. And why or why others didn't take the penalty to Darbo? Didn't blame Darbo for the miss. Great ball to take it. Just a shame his cough career ended like that. Yeah, I agree with everything he says there. Um, Ray Carolyn makes an interesting point. Don't you think that uh, Wilson went Wilson went down a bit early? I think he's referring to the, the first goal and the goal rule for a keeper is you don't get uh, you don't get beat on your near post or was it simply the power of shot or Wilson thinking he's going to shoot across him? Also, probably been asked mm. before, but why did Darbo go up before Bidwell? Um, comments, guys. Uh, Vicky, um, yeah, well, first goal. Do you think Wilson could have done more to save that, or do you think uh, the power of the shot was too much? I think maybe the power. I, I think that the bigger problem was that we didn't deal with it when it was out on the wing with Fads. And I think once it had got past that bit, we were um, in trouble, really, weren't we? Unfortunately, I think he should have done all he could to um, just take him out, even get a booking at that stage. I think um, it, it went. It was difficult for anybody to do anything after that that chance had gone. But um, yeah, interested on the penalty point. Um, Robbins obviously have been practicing penalties with the thought that it might get that far. Um, and so presumably um, in that practice and, and sort of training, people like Bidwell weren't interested in stepping up, or, or maybe weren't very good and didn't feel confident about it. I mean, I suppose that's what we'll never know. Um, if if there's a reason why maybe 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 in training Dabo was banging them in left right and centre and everyone was really confident and then it's just gone wrong on match day because the trouble is you can't recreate that pressure can you so it might well have been that back at Wrighton um, Dabo was smashing the penalties and they thought that was a good shout I mean I think that you're right that there's still players if they'd have been on the pitch that would have been ahead of him but um, Maybe of the ones that were left, he was the one that was the most confident. And then it just turned out that on, on the day under the pressure, it went wrong. I don't know. Just a, just yeah. a side thought. I think the problem with that, though, when I watched it back um, on the telly. And when he was just about to take the penalty, he was looking left and right. He was looking at both sides of the goal. And I think the rule number one, I know it's easy for us to say this, but not, not being under that pressure, but you need to choose where you're going to put it. Yeah. stick with it and I think as soon as he, if, he, if, if you watch it on the telly he looks left and looks right and look, 
it's almost like he doesn't know where he's going to put it as he was taking them steps to, to kick the ball. So that tiny bit of indecisiveness probably kicked in. Yeah. Um, that'd be the only thing I would say. If he thought, right, I'm putting this top bins right, then fine, no problem. But you just see that little bit of hesitation when he steps up. And, yeah, frustrating, though. I haven't been able to watch the back yet. <laughs> I've seen it from behind the goal. Uh, Luton fan must have been filming it. And it, it doesn't miss by that much. No. It's not as bad as we think it is. It's, But, you know, he should have just done a Penenka, shouldn't he, really? Just a little yeah, dig down, down the middle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, what, 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 do, what do we think about the, um, the VAR? Because I'm normally a criticism of VAR, but I, was thank, I think we were all thankful of VAR, weren't we? When that goal got to well, I couldn't see whether it's the handball way I was, I was behind the goal. Yeah, because I, I mean, quite I mean, where I was sitting, we were right next to the Luton fans on the halfway line, and they're yeah. all celebrating. And me and Luke are going, That can't be a goal, he's handled it. You can see clearly it's come off his hand. Yeah, but the thing is, after watching that program where they've used VAR, they're talking, aren't they? And he's they're going, Just checking, yeah. just checking, just checking. So I think it was always going to be disallowed, but you know, he's obviously. Yeah making sure but i thought well, then, then we thought oh if they give this this is ridiculous that's definitely a handball <laughs> but yeah i mean it, it basically yeah, two, two goals they would have they would have had because without the var which would have been awful yes. imagine losing to that with exactly. two minutes to go and we all and we all had a go at var but i thought it worked quite well in our favor <clears> didn't <throat> it on, on saturday i thought um, to be fair oh, I thought I thought the official had a, had a really good game. Actually, I thought Michael Oliver and and the assistant referees were, were, were fantastic actually throughout the game. And thought the VAR was was actually one of the few times where it's actually implemented correctly and they, and they, they got to the correct decision. So I think the officials yeah. do deserve a bit of credit for the game. Uh, one thing I do want to highlight, which uh, a good comment that Mick made about the uh, obviously the unfortunate and terrible race abuse uh, he was getting on social media and that and that's something that we. You know the club of you know stamp stamp trying to stamp out and you know rightly so it's just despicable really and there's no place for racism in 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 life in general so that was sad to see and you know end of the day he's a human being like we all are and we all make mistakes and it wasn't his fault really he he he, he had the, he had the guts to come up and take a penalty in my opinion it should have been it should have been down to other players it should be down to the management I don't think he's the right player to go but I, I, I applaud him for you know, you know mm. stepping up and, and, and trying to get us a goal, but uh, the abuse is is, uh, is disgusting. And, um, you know, but the, uh, the abuse wasn't wasn't on uh, sort of the Cov City forums and things like that, though, was it? It was all sort of from what I gather, fake accounts or something, or mm. on TikTok or Instagram, yeah. whatever, or Twitter. I don't. No one knows where the actual keyboard from. Yeah, so, uh, but what upsets me though is that yeah. as soon as he had missed it, somebody straight away starts posting, I suppose he's going to get racial abuse. And I'm thinking, oh, well, that's just, that's going to fuel it, isn't it? Somebody will now. Yeah. It's almost like you've yeah. you've prepped the button, you know, because it's, what's yeah. the, why actually say that in the first place when there hadn't been anything? And then, of course, the abuse starts firing up. You know, I just, um, yeah, it's very sad, isn't it, really? Yeah, absolutely. It's very sad, very sad, yeah. And we should know better as a football club, you know, you look at, you know, all the things we do with the, the two-tone village and that, and, 
you know, we we are we are we are generally a good set of fans, but it just goes to show that there are a minority of fans there that spoil it for everyone else, and that's just completely unnecessary. And you know, and obviously the club released a statement on it, and uh, you know, look, I mean, I wish Dabo well because obviously he's no longer with the club, um, and I don't think you should forget that he's been a great servant for us. And I know probably last, most of the season he's been a kind of second playing second fiddle to, to Norton Cuffey, but. You know, one player of the season for us. Um, he's helped us get us in the championship. He, overall, he's been a great servant for the club. Um, I, I mean, are we sad to see him go? I mean, do you think it was the right decision by the club, um, Ken? Um, yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, I think um, probably yes. Um, overall, unfortunately, if we're looking to move forward, he. It wasn't his fault, but he did miss a lot of games. He was never quite the same player um, he was in his early career with, with, with Cobb. Um, he's had a few bad injuries. He's come back. And he's, it seemed to me he's lost a little bit of pace, uh, obviously, which you do, obviously, after injuries like that. And he, he probably wasn't um, wasn't quite up to speed. And uh, obviously, Robbins has got other plans. And... Uh, Long term, and he's going to bring other players in, and uh, to do that, he has to obviously release release players to, to free up wages on the wage bill. So, unfortunately, um, it is probably the right decision because we have to trust Robbins. You know, he's the manager; he's got plans, and he's probably got lists uh, of players. And 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 don't forget, Robbins has done this before. You know, he, he no sentiment for, for players like Max Biarmi and players like that. He's released. Players that are very popular with the fans and supporters, so he doesn't hold back there. He has to release people. He has to release people, whether they're well liked or not, unfortunately. And uh, overall, yeah, I probably think it probably is a right decision after all. But we need to we need to move forward now and um, bring fresh players in and uh, hopefully go again next season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Absolutely. So we'll take we're just going to take a quick break. We'll come back very shortly. We'll talk more about players leaving release and, and more about playoff stuff. So um, we'll be back in one minute. So stay tuned. Welcome everyone. Um, so I'll just continue our conversation about uh, players that uh, have been released. Um, quite a few, obviously, were announced by the club this week. Uh, Michael Rose, De Costa, uh, Dabo, we just spoken about, Tyler Walker, Martin Waghorn, Todd Kane, uh, Michael Rose, uh, and obviously a few players in the under 23 squad. Um, Vicky, overall, what's your view on the um, players' release? So you, Right decisions in your view? 
I think most of them are, aren't they? There's a few I'm surprised about. I thought that after we didn't go up, maybe a couple of the under-23s you would have kept because some of them look like they could be promising and if we're still in the championship, maybe we're worth a go as a, as a squad player. But um, And I think, you know, I'm disappointed about Dabo. I love Dabo. And my, um, <laughs> I, I think it's a bit the same as when, when we got rid of Jack Grimer, who I also really liked. And it's the same sort of thing. Robbins is obviously the man that makes the decisions and is ruthless about that. And I was going to get on board with it once I got over the um, sadness of him going. <laughs> yeah. Um, Claudio, I mean, I think, I don't think you can argue about any of those players being released. Is there anyone you think, oh, you, you could have kept him or him? Or about right no, I, I think if he was going to keep any of them, he'd have done it a, two, two, a couple of weeks ago when he announced the other extended contracts. Uh so I knew Dabo was going because um, it had been offered a contract before. And I think with Kelly, um, Robbins had already made a bit of noise saying how he's made a brilliant comeback, how he's contributed so much. He was ringing his praises that much. I thought, well, he's staying. Uh, and to be honest, he deserves to stay because I thought his, his last month has been absolutely brilliant. Yeah. It's just astonishing, really, because I thought, how's he gone from nothing to putting that kind of effort? You know, and he was even on Saturday. He was throwing himself on the floor, trying to get tackles in. You know, fair, fair play to the bloke. Deserved his, you know, another year. Um, but yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't yeah. surprised. And, and really, a, a couple of players have been dreadful. <laughs> I mean, that is is released. If we're going to be honest, uh, just didn't look right. Haven't looked right for a season, basically. So uh, yeah, I think it's. I think he's been fair. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, I think it's about the right. So you know, I think Liam Kelly was. I, I would have said probably, I don't know, February or March. I can't see him staying at the club. I think he would be gone. But when he has, you right to say when he's coming, when he's played for us, he's been superb. Um, he, he, you know, he came in at a time when Ben Sheep was injured, and he did a really, really good job for us. And you know, I remember I was at Middlesbrough for the, the semi-final, the second leg, and he was he was fantastic, Liam yeah. Kelly. He was brilliant. And I thought well, after that game, I thought it's going to take a brave person to say to him, well, you're not, we're not going to keep you anymore because I felt that performance alone deserved, deserved another contract. I think, I think a year is about right because with his age, I don't think he's probably someone who's going to be with us for the future. Um, but yeah, I thought, thought that was the right decision. Uh, Reese, any, 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 any sort of players released that you felt, um, you question, or do you think Robbins has got that one right? No, as expected, I think. Um, the only thing I'll say about it with Dabo is I think he's been a great servant, like, like we've said already. But it's his injuries, his muscle injuries. He's, there was a time where maybe 18 months ago he was one of the best right, right backs in the league, uh, but just he's lost that yard of pace. I think even twice, um, on Saturday, he got done down his right-hand side by the left wing or left wing back. That wouldn't have happened a year ago. I just think he's had too many injuries. And unfortunately, if we've got ambition to push on, unfortunately, players like Dabo, uh, the Dabo of now, not of a year ago, doesn't doesn't stay. I think Liam Kelly, to be honest, like, like we've already said, he's been brilliant. Like You could forgive him for coming back in. That's in the team. I think it was Blackburn uh, the, at half-time. And you forgive him for being a bit rusty, taking a couple of games to get Matt Sharp straight away, uh, come straight in. Um, he's held the fault and he's partly, well, a lot of the reason why we got to Wembley, I think. So, yeah, justified he is still there. 
but everybody else, Michael Rose, who's been out of the team, out of the picture for a while, um, and Spike Walker, the less we say about them, the better, in my opinion. Uh, complete waste of wages for two years, at least. Um, and Todd Kane, in the, in, you know, the, the same the same breath as well. He's he's obviously had his off-the-field issues that we've heard about that are rumours, and I don't know if they, they're true, but they're rumours. So, yeah, I think it frees up a lot of wages now where we can get get the better championship quality players in, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, other topic of conversation, certainly Kenny's obviously the future of our best two players, obviously with Victor Jokeres and and Gustavo Hamer. I mean, what's do you feel you can keep either of those players or, or not? I think I think we can keep Hamer. I think there's a chance we can keep Hamer. If we sell we sell Vic, um, which it looks like we will, um, get a good fee for him, and hopefully uh, we, we, we can keep Hamer. But that's down to money talk. Money talks, as you know, doesn't it? And that, that might change. But I, I think we've got more chance of keeping Hamer than, than Vic, personally. But one of them will definitely go. Um, possibly two, but that all depends on the club. If they get a good fee for Vic, do we need to sell Hamer if we get £20 million for Vic? I don't think we do. I think we can keep 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 Hamer if we get twenty million for Vic and build it around him and maybe a future captain as well, you know. Yeah. What's your view, Claudia, on the Vic Hamer situation? Um, I mean, do you think sell sell one or you know No, I, I think they have to do as much as they can to keep keep them both because I think it'd be a really, really poor decision. If we want to build to get promoted, they keep talking about three out of the next five seasons or whatever, you know, it's 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 too... It's going to be a lot harder to replace those players than it is to work with them now. Uh, we got lucky. I mean, we've got Callum O'Hare to come back as well. But we got lucky with these players because they didn't cost a lot and we've developed them. And it, I don't know. I think there's no need to sell them anyway. <laughs> you know, they've got a year on the contract. Um, unless the player actually really wants to leave, that's a different story altogether. But um, but if we want to move forward, we need to try and keep hold of them. Um, I mean, I've I've looked at other teams. I'm thinking, well, there's Piro, there's Diaz. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm struggling. You know, who'd want to come to us who aren't already established at another club and quite happy? Um, so I think we just got to try and keep hold of them. I mean, he's got two and a half million burning his back pocket from the. Uh, the premium season ticket thing at the minute. If I was him, I'd just offer him half of it each. As far as I'm concerned, you know, if he's, if we, if he wants to, if he's talking about ambition and he was on the radio yesterday saying all the right things, it's this summer then, you know, show the right thing, do what you think we should be doing. And that's keeping hold of the best players, basically. But does that not run the risk? If, I mean, saying Yocris's case is contract out of contracts in 24 that we, we risk losing free. I mean, would you be happy to run that risk or do you think we should try and offer the contract right. in what we can? Well, no, they need to offer an extended contract, at least another year on top. So you've got a two-year contract. And then you can actually, because what some clubs do, don't they? They'll, I mean, they won't put in a, a, a release clause in probably, but they might say, you know, two-year contract, we'll let you speak to somebody in 18 months or something, that kind of thing. You're free to, you know, you're free to have a deal with somebody else. But, it just seems mad to let them go. It just absolutely, especially Hamer, absolutely crazy, you know. Because mm. you know, without him, 
uh, okay, Vic scoring goals, but without Hamer, it would have been mid-table this season. Uh, yeah. Nowhere near the playoffs. I mean, the pair of them dragged us through the last month, really, in terms of getting the goals and playmaking and all the rest of it. So, I think it's absolutely crazy if they just let them go. I mean, and if they do let them go, you've got to be 25 million plus. It has to be. As it's absolutely pointless because to get the replacements the way we want to be, you're going to have to spend some money. Yeah. And also, you know, with all these players released, we, don't, we didn't have a big squad as it as it was before we released these players. So exactly. there's, a lot, there's, a, there's a massive rebuild job that has to be done in the summer. Um, <coughs> you know, so what's your view, Vicky, on the uh, Hamer-Vic scenario? I mean, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're the chairwoman or, or <laughs> manager, <laughs> should I say, <laughs> what, what, what would you do if you want to remark with Robin's position? I mean, would you be trying to offer a contract? Or do you oh, yeah, I, I agree with Claudio, really. I think that we should be doing all we can to keep them. I just think that we're in a difficult position because obviously players have got power, haven't they? So if if none of them want to sign another contract, no matter what we offer, there's only so much we can do, isn't there? Um, but I, I agree with Claudia, we should be doing all we can to keep both of them, um, rather than thinking about how much money can we get for them. Um, because if we if, if we keep them both for the season, I think I said earlier in the in the year, I still think we can do automatics next year if we keep um, our best players and just add to it with some extra quality. And how much money will how much money, more money will we have if we go up? than what we're going to get for them now so you might be talking 40 million for two players now you're talking hundreds of millions if we go up on the back of them playing for us for another year aren't you so um i think that we're going to do all we can to keep them um and and i think that you put some sweetness in a contract don't you like um if we if we look like we're nowhere near it come january with that you talk to a club all that sort of stuff like we're not going to make you stay here if we're going like the wrong direction you can but just commit a bit further and, and see what you can do and, and see if you can get this job done and they've both spoken on social media haven't they about um like failing the first time and going again so say to them not do that here and show that you can take it to the next level you'll be playing week in week out um big risk the chance that if he goes to the premiership he won't be playing week in week out then he might lose his chance for sweden so you sort of tell them all those things about why it's better to stay here <laughs> offer them the money persuade them and happy days for next season but if they refuse to sign a new contract i think we have to let them go because we can't afford to let them go for nothing next summer like blackburn have done with uh, Bereton Diaz, like they're getting nothing for him now, are they? They've completely lost that as an asset, and I don't think you can afford to do that. So, I think you spend the next couple of months doing all you can to persuade them to stay. And if, like, come players coming back in July, they haven't signed a new contract, you just talk about them going. But for me, that's I think that that's how I would get play it. Play it. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about yeah. who we have signed. Uh, Reese, um, Jada Silva from Bristol City. What's what's your view on, on Jada Silva? Well, I thought there was rumours about them in January that he was going to come then. Um, but, yeah, I, I think Bidwell this year has been unbelievable, really. I know he's to play majority of the season as, you know, up until January before Esbrand comes, as the only registered left wing back we had. So I just think he's looked a lot fitter this year. And to add that competition for Bidwell next year, I think we'll only we'll only add the co competitive edge with with Bidwell. So I think it's a great signing. Um, to be honest with you, I've, I haven't seen too much of him, but I've I've heard good things about him. Um, and just to quickly answer on the Vic and Hamer situation, 
Um, I actually bumped into Hamer at the end of the game. It was about 90 minutes after the game um, as I was leaving. And um, he was still in his kit and he was limping around and he was absolutely distraught. I mean, I, my daughter was with me and she was like, oh my God, this, this Gus Hamer. And I, I didn't bother him too much. I just gave him a big, I just grabbed him, literally not really in a headlock, but it probably seemed a bit like that. And I said, don't you dare leave us. And he just, he just hugged me back and he just, he, he just looked completely broken. And to be honest with you, with that body language, I genuinely believe Hamer will stay. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. I think um, I've given the captain's armband next year and say um, improved contracts. There, there'll be a buyout clause there because um, I don't think if we can get Hamer to stay one more season, I think that'd be brilliant. Um, Big Vic, though, I can see him leaving as much as I'd love him to stay. But I think he's his aspirations to be in the Premier League. So I think he'll he'll look for that move. And if we get 20, 25 million, that gives us a great opportunity to then rebuild. There's rumours about Yates from Blackpool. Um, that You know, there's players out there like Lucas Shaw at the moment from Reading, who's just been, um, you know, he, he, his contract's run out. So I think there's players out there that won't be as good as Vic or play how he does, but Hamer will be a lot a lot harder to replace. So I think we, we need to try and tie Hamer down for next season for sure. But um, yeah, I, I, like I say, I think Vic could go, but if we get the right money, then we can rebuild, can't we? Yeah. Uh, Ken, what's your view on um, Hamer, your careers and our new sign to Silva? Uh, De Silva, fantastic signing. I think that's a brilliant signing to get us underway. And I think there'll be more of them to come. Knowing Robbins, I think he's done his shopping list already. And, and he's, he's got players lined up. Hamer, I think Hamer will. I honestly think Hamer will stay. That's what I think. Uh, I'd like Vic to stay, but I don't think Vic will. I think Vic's been uh, um, sounded out, and I think Vic will probably be looking to move on. Um, and uh, if we, if he does, it'd be great if he does stay, but I, I just can't see it. I think Vic will move on, and if we do get 20, 25 million, whatever we get, as we said, we've got to we've got to reinvest it and uh, um, pay the wages for top quality players to come in um, and get a replacement for for Vic. Uh, I think there could be a replacement out there, and I'm sure I'm sure there is somewhere. Um, but Aim is the most important one, I think, to, to keep personally. And and I and as I agree, I think he's a future captain of the club, Hamer, because um, he's improved his discipline record tremendously, hasn't he, since he got sent off against Birmingham that time early in the season. Um, uh, he's, he's only been booked a couple of times since then and his discipline's been brilliant since then and he's turned over a new leaf for me. So I'd love to see I'd love to see Hamer stay and I think he will. Well, I'm hoping he will. Um, but and if it goes, if he does, then we need to cash in and get the money now and rebuild so we can give it a good go next season. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I... I think I think I think you're right. I mean, I, I, I want both players to stay, but I think realistically, um, I think Vic will go. I think I think we've got more, definitely got more chance than Hamer. Uh, I think the other factor, mm. the other thing to factor in is if we if we do sell uh, your careers, is obviously Brighton have have Albion will be entitled to a certain amount of money as well. I think on, on sell on fees. I think so. You know, we might we may not get the full you know fee. So that's another thing to factor in, but. I'd love us to keep our best players, but what I don't want is a situation where 
we 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 lose these players for, for nothing for Pete, you know, and they go for free. Yeah. So that's that's the only money slight concern. But yeah, I, I think it's a good shout about Hamer's captain. I think you know, given given incentive, he's revered by the fans. He's loved. He's adored by the fans, and you know, we're both players adored by the fans. In fairness, and you know, we are a special club, and I, I hope I hope Hamer remembers that. But it's, it's a good. It's interesting thing to say, Reese, about the fact that he's kind of hugging it in the game. It kind of gives you a bit, a bit of in some ways, a bit of reassurance that, that that might even happen. He might stay. You, you just don't know. But, but, but let's let's see what happens on that. Um, He's got a couple more comments. Glenn, uh, rumours are we're after a couple of defenders from Stevenage on the three. I think one of them is Lou for the Wilding. I think he's a right back. So we'll see on that. Uh, goes on to say that we do need to improve the squad depth. I think that's that's fair enough. Uh, Colin White, evening Colin. Uh, Victor's off in, in his opinion. Um, says that Hamer loves it here um so yeah that's, it'd be interesting to see what happens I think uh I think he could be right on that one um what's the other comment we've got here um Mix Davenport even Mick we don't know what's whether Hamer will go or not as he's a lot, lot going on his personal life according to rumors well yeah but we we'll just have to, you know, obviously they are just rumours, so we don't, we don't really know what's going on. But hopefully, we'll I, I was interested to see the rumours about. I was interested to see the room mark about Panzo, and, and there was, a, there was a, somebody's put a put a question up here about Panzo. Would you sign yeah. Panzo? Uh, the answer for me would be yes. I think Panzo's done enough to impress me. I don't know about what the others think. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I'll sign him. Yeah, definitely. I think. I mean, I know, I know. I mean, I know you could say, well, Panzo made that mistake, which almost led to their their winning goal in the extra time. Is there? I mean, Reese, is there a view of Panzo where it's almost like a Ben Sheaf scenario, where you know Ben Ben's first season with us, he made a few mistakes, but he had that bit of raw quality. Do you see the same attributes in Panzo? Do you think he's a player that, if he did sign for us, that he would be developed into a top class centre half? Yeah, I think so. I think he's shown enough. Um... In, in the games that he's played to, to show that he is, he's got what it takes. He's had a couple yeah. of dodgy games. I think it was Wrexham. There was a time over that, that period where he looked a little bit shaky and got an injury. But um, I think if it wasn't for Callum Doyle this year, um, Panzo would have played a lot more. I just think Callum Doyle's been fantastic. I don't think for a minute we'll be lucky enough to get him back. Um, but Panzo, for sure, I think brings that little bit of stability because where we defensively have been so good this year to lose possibly McNally if he comes back great you know that's that's a toss of a coin to bring Panzo back who's played a whole season with McFadston gives me a little bit more reassurance that we can stay you know a little bit a little bit more defense do better defensively like we have this year but yeah time will tell I, I personally I would sign Panzo up he's still a young young man anyway so he's only going to improve and like you say how many times have we written players off in the past? You know, you can talk about Jamie Allen as well, Ben Wilson, you know, Ben Sheaf, like you said. So if there's an opportunity to sign him, I, I can't see why not. I'll definitely bring him back. Yeah. Uh, Claudio Panzo, for you, is, he, is he a player that we should be targeting looking to sign maybe permanently? Yeah, definitely. I, I went to most of the pre-season games and he was absolutely brilliant in pre-season. Yeah. And he came yeah. in and he, he did really well when he first and he got injured. And I yeah, think that's been the, that's been the problem with the, quite a lot of the players where they've they've been injured 
and they've had to come back quickly because there just isn't enough cover. Um, I mean, Dabo suffered with that when he came back. Uh, he was still he came back way too early and he got virtually injured straight away. So I think Panzer was the same, wasn't he? He came back and he just looked a bit ropey because I don't think he was fully fit. But I'd, I'd definitely uh, keep him. And it, yeah. actually, an example of somebody giving time to get back is Kelly because he was injured. He was out for ages, wasn't he? And he, he hardly played any minutes. And I think that's well, why he had a good last month because he actually recovered. Which is why he says we need players. We do need players. We need to build a squad and possibly bring in players who can play a different system as well, where we can change it during a game. Because at the minute, light for light doesn't always work, does it? You know, it's you're still playing the same system. Uh, At the minute, we do box midfield or we don't. There's there's nothing else, is there? You know, it's it's a bit. You know, other clubs work us out basically, don't they? And if it and towards the end of the season, that's where Victor, although he created some chances that scored the odd goal, you know, he was, he was getting clamped on, wasn't he? They were they were stopping him, making it harder. Uh, so on the whole, we've got to get players in who can basically, uh, you know, strengthen our squad, but also where we can change it a bit. Um, Vicky, Vicky Panzo, is he a player we should be looking to buy? I think. Oh, I think so. I really liked him. I think, like Claudia said, I thought he looked really good pre-season. Um, had a really good start to the season and then just suffered a bit because of his injury and then just seemed to happen to play when he wasn't fully fit, lost a bit of confidence, uh, made a couple of mistakes and then just, and then I think probably was unlucky that um, we were doing pretty well defensively with um, Doral and McNally and so he just never really got his place back, did he? But through no fault of his own. But I definitely think he adds quality to our squad so if we can get him and someone's put that they want 2.6 million I think that's a steal really I'd, I'd pay that for him um, so yeah, yeah definitely well, that, yeah. That, that, that's, that's the Premier League uh, season ticket isn't it Five, they've almost sold 5,000 season tickets for £500 yeah. if, if he times that that's £2.5 million pound there so yeah. You know, I think we've sold about 4,900 so that's, that money alone could, he, could even buy a Panzo couldn't it Which, yeah and I think we, that's what we need. We need we need some of our own um, centre backs because at the minute we've only really got fads, haven't we? That's actually ours, and he's not going to go many more seasons. So um, Panzo is a young, promising looking defender. I think, and, and like all of the players that we sign, I think we'll only get better under the guidance of um, like AD and the rest of the coaching staff. Yeah, I think I think that's that's the other thing we've got to mention is the fact that. Despite the bad result and everything, I think the fact that Robbins and and, and Adi have signed four-year contracts is a sign that you know it, it's a sign that one their commitment, but two, it's it's gonna you know they're, they're here for the long haul. They're not here just for you know the fun of it. They love the club, so I think I think it's great we've signed them. That's probably the most important sign we've made, uh, Robbins and Adi. So that's that's a great thing. Um, if we turn our attentions now to the playing side, I've just got a comment here from. Uh, we live in Dianese Towns. About uh, a couple of players are free of Benet, Rotherham, and, and Lucas Zhao. Uh, Claudia, are they, t- they sort of players that we should be targeting? If you're Mark Robbins, um, yeah, I, I, well, I quite like Zhao from uh, Reading. It's whether or not they're going to fit in with what Mark Robbins wants them to do. Um, that's that's the key, isn't it? I mean, they'll be looking at, I mean, if Victor did, did go, it wouldn't surprise they'd bring somebody in you didn't expect. And we'll be going, who's that then? A bit like Victor. 
but they've, you know, obviously you'd like to think they've done their homework. Uh, I mean, I've I've looked at loads of players just, and he's just thinking, who do you bring in? It's so difficult. I wouldn't like to be our recruitment staff now because, you know, you got it's. I think it's going to be the hardest championship for years now with the teams that have come down as well and the teams that have come up. It's going to be an incredible league, and there's going to be a lot of clubs. It'll be trying to get players in, and the key ones are forwards. You know, goals get you up that table. Um, you know, so it's whether or not. I mean, with Lucas Jow, safe leads come in for him. Who's going to be more attractive to him, us or Leeds? It's that kind of scenario, isn't it? You know, you're, you're battling with yeah. you know, other well-established clubs, um, and the chances are Leeds can offer more money because they've got parachute payments and that kind of thing. So it's it's going to be so hard for us to pick up players, really. Um, so I just hope they have done their homework, basically. I suppose the one good thing is that we actually are, at last, a bit more stable. We're not that club where they're thinking, oh, like, we've had so many off-the-field issues, haven't we, that that must have put some players off coming there thinking what's going to happen. And at last, we've got a bit of stability. And you hear rumours about some of these other clubs like West Brom are in a mess, apparently, and even these to a degree. And so hopefully that might actually do us a favour. We might not have the money. But if you're a player, you don't want to be getting involved in issues like that, do you? You want to be able to go and play somewhere. So, so hopefully, for once, we might actually look at attractive proposition to some players and um, be able to get a few of them on, on that basis. Because I think I heard that West Brom were interested in that Yates from Blackpool as well. But on the basis that um, their chief executive like, ran away before he had to sign the audits because apparently they're in such a mess, um, would you really want to sign now when you could sign for us and we've got like a shiny new owner and it's all good good times here? That's, that, that's, um, <laughs> fingers crossed that helps. <laughs> I think, I mean, Jerry Yates is an interesting shout because I think I think he's got about 14 goals for Blackpool. Bear in mind they're a team that got relegated in the championship. Um and I think he would be an interesting shout for us. Yeah. I think um, your dad, Reese, makes a good point about personality and characters important in, 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 in the dressing room because we have, as you, as you rightly said, we have got a special spirit, and it's it is all it's also about personality, isn't it? Because you don't want to sign a player that's although it could be a great player is a loose cannon and might disrupt you know the dressing room because the dressing mm. room is is kind of you know. The, the team spirit is so important. And one of the things we have we have got at Coventry City is a great is a great uh, team spirit, great camaraderie, um, and that's and that's a big thing for me as well. So it's it's not always easy knowing that, though, is it? Really, I mean, I mean, how do, how do you know someone's personality? I guess you just have to you know speak to other people. It's not it's not not a black and white issue, is it? Really? No, uh, I think Robbie does, does a good job with that, doesn't he? he he has in the past. He's got a good record of uh, bringing the right people in, doing his homework. He's, he very rarely gets it wrong. He's got it wrong on a couple of occasions, I suppose. But um, you know, nine times out of ten, he gets it right, doesn't he? And uh, the players. I think even him. I think even the players that maybe haven't been successful as a player, like say from a playing perspective, like your Waggons maybe, haven't then been disruptive to the like they haven't. So he's still got it right from that perspective, haven't they? Because they've all still been players that. Mm fit yeah. in that team spirit so whilst they haven't always panned out as was probably expected from a playing perspective they have all generally fitted into that ethos of that we all work together and and um because because i mean even like the likes of walker you can see that they all as players they all get on there's no like oh you, you all yeah. get rubbish or anything like that so yeah yeah exactly and, and i think it's important 
you know, to, to have that that um, yeah. camaraderie, if you like, in the, in, in the dressing room. And, and that's one, one good thing about our team. I think we've got um, great team camaraderie between us all. And uh, hopefully Robbins and, and ADV Vash will do their homework, which I'm sure they will, and the recruitment team, and, and bring in the right type of players, not not just with ability, but attitude and off-field off um, fitting into the system, if you like, that Robbins, that Robbins plays. Uh, comment here from um, Mad Madman 007. Agree with Claudia. I think uh, Robbins will be looking at players who he can use in several different formations to expand the options. As we only at the moment play two formations. Uh, Joe Kelly's made a comment here about Robbins and Lady will have plans. They, they wouldn't have signed a new contract without certain assurances. There must have been a plan for both outcomes. So yeah. I think I think that's, that's they're two decent comments there. Um, uh, one more comment here. We'll, we'll, we'll live in Dinies towns. Get the words out of my mouth. Uh, the player's personality definitely has a has a fit at our club. Hence Kane and, and even eventually to a degree Wilson Wilson Esbrand too. Um, Mick Davenport. We don't want another backhorn clock. Aris also has been mentioned again, but his attitude stinks. Um, I guess really, <laughs> this is probably our. This is probably one of the biggest summers. Since we got up the championship, would you be fair to say that's that's a fair comment? Because just the turnover of players that are coming and going. Um, but having said that, yeah, we, I mean, he signed the contract, so he must, he, he, as, as Joe rightly said, he must have some sort of assurances, and he must know who he wants to bring in, otherwise he wouldn't have signed the contract. So, you know, would you say this is probably next season, probably one of the toughest seasons for Coventry City, bearing in mind the club's coming down as well. Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think I think we we set the boy set the bar high after all, haven't we? <laughs> the bar's yeah. been set, so we've got to improve. Uh, well, we always like to improve on the previous season. So to improve, we've got to go up because we came so close this year. Um, so supporters will be looking for that, and hopefully we can do that. You know, there's no there's no given God given uh, right that we will be up there, but. Hopefully we'll get a good start this year that like we didn't last year. Um and all the things that accumulated that were happened last year which we didn't plan for, uh will be okay this year and we'll have a, a better run at it and, and uh hopefully get a few more points on board early on and uh, take it from there. But um I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be a good season hopefully and fingers crossed um got some good teams coming down as well, haven't we? So it's gonna be competitive. Yeah. Just to yeah. think as well, though, that I think O'Hare only played 11 or 12 games last year. So yeah. to think that O'Hare's been our best player over two years, really, when you look back, to to now yeah. potentially be back September, October time, maybe. Um, but Palmer as well has been a big miss. So to think what we've achieved with two Without of probably our starting 11, really, you look, you look at him, we've had Chief and Allen that's been out for the for the end of the season as well. To get where we have hasn't been through talent. It's been through, you know, the, um, the the hard work and the togetherness of the squad. So again, that's vital to keep hold of this year. And I know Dabo was a big uh, a big part of the squad. You see a lot of pictures of him with O'Hare and and Hamer. But you know, we've just got to trust Robbins and the team, haven't we? And just fingers crossed that we get it right in the summer. I wouldn't want us to like like you said. I wouldn't want us to bring in players 
you know, that will disrupt the squad. I think players like Eccles, Kelly, um, you look at them and McFadden as well. You look at them on paper, they're not. When, when you look at some of the team teams you played against, you don't think, blimey, you know, they're on level pegging with them. It's just purely out of the togetherness and the sheer hard work and the, the, the will to improve constantly. And I think that's what's got us there. So, you know, fingers crossed O'Hare and Palmer are going to be pretty much like two new signings come August, September time. Going back to yeah. Callum, he, he played six matches. We won four, drew one, and the, the sixth one he got injured against Sheffield United. That's right, and that's and that's when we started oh, picking bo- up the ball again. Day, yeah. yeah, and so you know he made a yeah. he gave a massive boost at the time because we were struggling to get points, weren't we? Um, so you're right, Reese. He's a is going to be hopefully he'll come back from his ACL recovered. Yeah, um, yeah. and carry on. Worried. Yeah, with that uh, injury, that's it's hard isn't it? Same player. Same player got to come back. The O'Hare we know. Uh, we expect is that obviously he's going to come back, and we've all got our fingers crossed that that will happen. Yeah, I mean, he's meant to be back in September, but it wouldn't surprise you they keep him back till October if they had to because it's it seemed mm-hmm. daft to just rush him straight back. Yeah, 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 it's what happened to Jody Jones, haven't they? Rushing yeah. him back, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Important that we uh, ease him back because he's a very important player um, to our team. So uh, him and Casey Palmer will be, be like two new signings, really, wouldn't it? Really, because we haven't seen much of them last season, certainly at the, the latter part. So uh, it'd be nice to, to welcome them back. But uh, I, for one, am looking forward to the new season. So uh, um, <laughs> fingers well, crossed. Happy, and, you know, we'll have a quick. He's going to have to bring in two, two forwards anyway because we haven't got any forwards now. We've only got Vic and Matty Godden. And, I mean, tomorrow's yeah. still got his ACL. Yeah. So we still need two forwards, don't we? It's a really threadbare squad. It, so it's, I yeah, wouldn't be surprised if you bring a couple of loans, a couple more loans in as well, maybe, you know. Um, yeah. That would be interesting. I'm sure he's got, he's got plans and... Uh, um, but it's nice to see an early signing, isn't it? Like we had, the, you know, with Sylvia, yeah. Sylvia and the guy from Bristol City. It's, it's nice to get him in there early. Um, gives everybody a bit of a boost, and it's, it's probably that was probably in the pipeline, regardless whether we went up or not. That one, by the looks of it. Well, I think we were going to get him in January, but Bristol City didn't sign somebody. Uh, they were going to mm. sign someone, it, it fell through, and they, they kept hold of. The silver and annoyingly, I don't think they hardly played him because there's two of the guys in front of him. No, so yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. let, so they wouldn't let him go. Yeah. So they let him go on a free. Yeah, well, yeah, I suppose yeah. Basically if they let, well. let him go in January, we'd have had to pay for him, wouldn't we? Basically, basically, more than likely, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and of course, I'm not sure. I mean, there's all sorts of rumours how much you actually get for the. Um, Losing the, the the playoff final. I mean, I believe it's around three million, two to three million. Is that about right, Claudia? Yeah, well, I, the official what I heard was was that you get the it was a gentleman's agreement that the losers yes. get the receipts, and I think Norwich City yeah. were the only one who went no, we go fifty fifty. But now I've heard there's some sort of payments that you can get over the next three seasons or something mm. like that. I mean, 
as far as I'm aware, it's the gate receipts. But you do think, though, if the, if the winner gets 100, 120 million, that the loser should get at least well, 20 million. Well, I've heard million. two to three million. It's all you have to give, isn't it? I mean, you should get something for getting to the final, <laughs> surely. Of course you should, yeah. yeah. And I think it's around two to three million person. I think that's what I understand it is. I mean, all these figures of 20-odd million, I don't think that's... That's correct. I think it's more like two to three million. Um, going on the, which is better, going on the actual, better than nothing, I suppose. Going on the actual day itself, how did you, how did you guys find the day? Because I thought it was, I um, our day started really well. We got to the destin at the first pub in good time. We had breakfast, everything at uh, Mark's pub, who helps organise the supporters club. Uh, we left in good time, but then hit awful traffic. Uh, we had to do all sorts of A roads, all sorts to get to Wembley, and basically got there an hour before kickoff. And we thought, right, we've got to get in the ground. Um, and I sat down eight minutes before kickoff, <laughs> you know. And I thought I was stressed out as it was. The whole game was stressful. I just thought it's one of the most stressful days ever watching us play. And as much as I wanted us to win, I kind of wanted the day to be over. <laughs> it was like this is bloody awful you know this is not how i wanted it to be i wanted it to be a bit more casual you know chilled out um i don't know how you guys found it um i mean i i'm, I'm probably not the right person to ask this question but i know there's a lot of a lot of people on social media complaining about the travel uh whether coaches or trains uh i see i saw bits of chilton, chilton railways that um going Providing service on the way back to your neck of the woods in Warwick, uh, Claudio, yeah. where they 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 couldn't um, cope with the demand, and I thought it was absolutely disgusting, considering yeah. the amount of money we pay for trains, and they can't they can't provide a decent service. It's, it's disgraceful. Um, and then you've got mm. people controlling coaches. I think um, you know, Miles and uh, Glenn and a few others were complaining about. Um, and Vicky just come on as well. How long it took to get out the blooming car park? And you know, you know, Joe's recovery from Wembley is probably what two hours tops. It took about four to three or four hours, I think. I wasn't there obviously because I'm I'm from down south. But uh, for me personally, it, it did feel like a long day. Um, but yeah, I, I was just I'm, I was a nervous wreck for most of it. Um, I was just so desperate to see us win, but it wasn't to be. But uh, you know. And the irony is, obviously, there's been this all those photographs of uh, Sapala and Tim Fisher to cut the rows behind Doug King. And when we were looking into the Royal Box, Lucas said, Who's that next to Doug King? And I actually went, I've got no idea. I didn't even recognize them. <laughs> so I thought it was quite funny yeah. looking back. But uh, yeah, I, I just thought it was just really stressful. It was the whole day was stressful. Mm, I mean, um, yeah, it was. I mean, I, I, we 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 went down by minibus. Um, we got down there in good time. It we weren't too bad, um, but we couldn't get a, a drink in any of the pubs, unfortunately, because the box part was full and we couldn't get in there. Um, and various places, but the, the queues were ridiculous. So we ended up going to the Crystal. I think it was the Crystals Club or whatever it's called, and we got a drink in there. And it wasn't too bad in there. If we'd have found that earlier, we'd have been great. Uh, and then we managed to get into the ground in plenty of time. So it wasn't too bad. But obviously on the way back, it was a bit stressful because uh, 
we were stuck in traffic and everything, and I've heard all the nightmare stories about the trains and people getting back at half past two, three o'clock in the morning, getting taxis from London to Coventry, you know, ridiculous situations where trains are being cancelled, which is a disgrace, really. The train, train companies have put the money for tickets they should be able to honour travel or at least get people back in, in a decent decent time. Um, and they've had to you know, book coaches and stuff like that to get people back, which was really bad. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's absolutely disgrace. Um, we got back to the midnight, it weren't too bad considering the the um, tra- you know, considering a lot of people got back a lot later than us. Yeah, yeah, um, pretty, pretty bad. Gormers, no, I just say it's an absolute disgrace what Jordan Railways did. Um, for all the fans, you know, thinking it was a late kickoff anyway to uh, for, for you guys to get home. Obviously, I, I don't live too far from you, Mark, but. I'm more half a cheer away, but even we left 90 minutes afterwards because we we're lucky enough to get hospitality for the day um, through my cousin. Um, so we were quite lucky. So we stayed sort of 90 minutes afterwards to avoid getting out because we knew we had to get on the tube around to Liverpool Street and then straight up to where I live. So normally it'd only be an hour and a bit home, uh, but it ended up being an absolute nightmare. Uh, by the time we left, I, um, I saw it was just a whole sea of orange shirts and it was just the last place i wanted to be but i ended up being collared by all the Luton fans at the end and it was a nightmare getting through wembley way um you know everyone charting Luton. uh <laughs> yeah we were the only sky blue out of about four or five thousand fans trying to get back but no the Luton fans were good as gold to be honest it could have been a lot worse for us but we um i didn't get home to 11 myself and to think i only live out and a bit away but it is what it is, I suppose. I just, I mean, I'm not really complaining, considering that the, you know, the stories I've seen on the forums of trying to get back and let's uh, get buses from Watford and stuff. It's just an absolute joke. It shouldn't happen this day and age. I think, you know, the, why can't the train companies just put on an extra couple of trains or extra couple of carriages for a big day like that? And just to think that you've got the FA Cup final where they're striking as well, it's just going to. Be even worse, but anyway, I'm not gonna go political, that's mine. Mm. But I'm mind glad you. everyone got home in the end. Mind you, more of May United fans are in London anyway, so it's probably not. A, yeah, not there is that. Yeah, so, my wife's yeah. one of them. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> good comment here from um, Living Diaries Towns. Have to give a shout out to the majority of Luton fans on the way out, shaking hands and wishing us well for next season, saying they hope they can mm. we go up. Uh, one of the best set of opposing fans. Well, they were they were booing me at Lecturer Station on, on the way to the game, but never mind. Um, but no, the, it was it was actually quite a nice, a good natured fight actually between the fans. I thought, uh, you know, I, I suppose they will be good natured when you win a game, and I think I've, I'm sure we're in the same back. But um, was that a friendly think, final, wasn't it? Yeah, I just wish we wish, wish we'd have won it, but you know, as I keep saying, um, but. Um, yeah, I'm just disappointed, but you know, I'm kind of. I think we just have to move on from it. Look forward to next season. It'd be interesting to see. It's an interesting summer ahead with regards to signings and that. Um, so, um, but there is actually a pre-season tour. Ken, it's been announced for Portugal, isn't, isn't there? I think in July. Is that right? Um, yes. Yeah. Again, so for a week, they got one game yeah. apparently. Seventh, I think it is. Yeah, yeah, they've got pre-season, yeah, pre-season in Portugal, and I think 
They announced a friendly against Exeter, didn't they, uh, towards the end of July as well. Yeah. That's the only two two um, sort of um, official fixtures have been announced at the moment. But I'm um, hoping so... to go out to Portugal. We're all going well. Yeah. I've heard Cheltenham and Mansfield and Leamington. Oh, with Leamington, yeah. Um, that's, uh, well, the Leamington one's pretty good because they actually put out the full squad, don't they? They play yeah. one half each. They put, so, uh, uh, normally if there's any new signings, they're normally playing that first one. Yeah. Um, I think I'm away that weekend when they're playing. Yeah. I'll look, look forward to that. Um, so that's that's that kind of wraps up tonight's show, and uh, that's the last. Well, that's the last show this this season. Shall I say, Skyview Fan TV? Um, just want to say uh, thank you for all our guests. Uh, obviously tonight, Claudio, Ken, and Reese. Thanks for coming on. It's been great having you on. Uh, thanks to all our guests throughout the season, and thank you to the to you who you know listening, watching us, making comments. Um, we all love the club. We all love Coventry City. Uh, it wasn't to be this season, but um, let's keep the faith. Play up Sky Blues. We'll, 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 you know, we'll keep fight till the game is won, and we'll, we'll start next season. And hopefully, we'll, you know, we can go one better and get promoted. Um, thanks, everyone, again. Uh, we'll speak to you very soon. Yes. We'll, 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 we may have some shows announced uh, in the summer uh, with some guests. Uh, but obviously, we'll, we'll, we'll announce that on our social media. Uh, channels yeah that's that's all that all have a nice holiday put our feet up yeah put our feet up have a nice holiday yeah. relax and um come back all nice refreshed in in a in a few in a, a couple of months time yeah so yeah. yeah thanks everyone have a good evening and uh we'll speak to you in the future that's sky blues good night cheers guys that's